as I make my way. In fact, I'm still alive, my claim to fame. It's no surprise, I'm on the rise, finna stake my claim. Separate me from the others, cause we ain't the same. Ask my brothers from another, we ain't for play. Time is money, so we got no time to waste. Soon as this thing's moving, it can't be stopped. Blue bands in my pocket, call that juggernaut. Oh yeah, you damn right. It's me, it's me, it's the Fantasy Football Hustler bringing you FNT. And you already know, we're here with Bogart Scott Free. It's amazing what time does, because I feel a whole lot better today. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Jason Voorhees in the building early. What up? Hey, man, you know how many times I've killed that motherfucker and he just keeps <laughs> coming back, bro? He never quits. He doesn't quit. Hey, listen, man, you never win against Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Antonio in the building. What up, bro? You know, Jason Voorhees, he come... Does he come through more than Michael Myers in a year? Because Michael Myers comes through every Halloween, right? But Jason Voorhees, he comes through every Friday the 13th. It's like, how many of those do we really get? Exactly. I can't, maybe like one every three years, maybe two every three years, something like that. But it's definitely not once a year. I don't feel like it's that often. I'll tell you this much. You can't even go to space. (laughs) Jason will find you in space. (laughs) <laughs> have you seen that one no I mean, i've never seen that one i definitely know the titles that's for sure what up david what's going on bro but uh he's still not as gangster as the leprechaun man he'll chase you all the way to the hood which one was that one leprechaun in the hood oh yeah yeah. <laughs> he was smoking the weed <laughs> he made the dude kill himself right that was such a bad movie <laughs> yeah it was pretty terrible but it was funny yeah, that's some funny parts. That's for sure. And, and that was probably the best part was when he started smoking the weed. Everyone just thought they were tripping. And he starts rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's always rhyming already, but then he starts rapping. And Antonio said Jason's back from killing Tom Brady. He had to chase his ass all over the world. We're going to get into some Tom Brady uh, real soon. We got something to talk about before that. And Anthony, he said he stabbed the guy with the bong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, man, bongs are dangerous, bro. Hell yeah, man. Can't be letting those things drop. (laughs) Like in Grandma's Boy, um, Dante. It's like, you should never throw a bong, kid. (laughs) Right? Now, remember... uh, Oh, what up, Sven? All right, what up, bro? What up, Sven? Hey, man. Didn't know your government name. I just, I, I sent him, uh, I sent him the link before this. Just, I was like, Shit, come fuck with us. We, we, we just, we going live. But, uh, man, everybody look out for, for Sven Cooks, man. It's a brand new cooking show. I don't know if I'm supposed to announce it, but I like knowing, I like knowing, you know, the, the exclusive shit. And it's going to be <laughs> awesome. You heard it here first. What yeah. up? <laughs> that fantasy guy, what up? Let's get some goat talk going. We're getting to that in a second. We got to talk about Brian Flores first because it just came through the grapevine. He is going to sue the Dolphins and like every team that interviewed him for racial hiring practices. And he came out and said he knows that this is bigger than him. And he says that he doesn't think there's going to be any way to get this shit changed unless he takes a stand like this. He said in his quote, I mean, I'm just taking pieces of his quote. But in his quote, he says he knows that this may lead to him never coaching again in the NFL. But he's thinking about the future. And the one thing that he brought up that I can't wait to hear more on, in 2019, the front office of the Miami Dolphins, they offered to pay him $600,000. The front office that's on Coke. Okay. (laughs) Hey, man, that that $600,000 is nothing. Just sell a couple bricks and, you know, take it all the way down no time. So they said they're going to pay him 600000 if he tanks the season in 2019. He refuses, and he pretty much said that it was like, you know, a butting heads battle ever since then. 
Hey, you know, when you look at what they were doing in 2019, you know what I'm saying? It was, they were trying to secure Tua. And what's funny is, I don't think anybody was really interested in Tua like that. I mean, the Chargers passed on him. Or not the not Chargers didn't pass on him, but uh, who Bang else it. passed on him? There was no, a couple it, was, teams. it was like the, he got drafted fifth overall. So four yeah. other teams, you know, and uh, Joe four, Burrow. Four other, four, other te- four other opportunities for other teams to move up and trade up for Tua. So in hindsight, it might I might have seemed a little overzealous for them to try to tank. And first of all, What's fucked up about that is Brian Flores, he knows full and well. Brian Flores came from nothing, bro. He's from Brooklyn. He's like he's from Brownsville for real. You know what I mean? Like the grimy Brownsville, not the gentrified versions of No, Brooklyn. like we're, we're, ta- we're, we're talking about same as Mike Tyson, right? Yes. And like, and, uh, you know, Flores, obviously uh, uh, in a minority. For those that don't know, he's of a, a Honduras uh, uh, ethnicity. You know what I mean? And, like, he's taking the Kaepernick route, man. You know what I mean? Like, Kaepernick used his platform, right, to, you know, on, a, on to, to, to get to a global scale with, you know, bring, raising awareness for social injustice. What, what Brian Flores is doing is similar, only in this case, it's for the future of all coaches. You know what I mean? And, 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 and this could also be on a global scale, too, just for opportunities, like equal opportunities. You know what I mean? Like the Rooney rule isn't enough. And I think that's probably why he's suing them. Like he feels like he might've only got some of these interviews because of the fact that they needed to interview a colored person before they interviewed everybody else. Well, and that's what he's, I mean, that's exactly what he's getting to. Cause the Rooney rule or whatever, you know, you got to interview, you know, a minority candidate also. So every team is interviewing them. None of them gets them. And it's just, it's random people, you know, who are getting put. Nobody. Go ahead. That fantasy guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but one of the things was uh, with the Giants, because they, they were scheduled to interview him, and it was like a tactic for them to close another head coach or something like that, because he didn't even yeah. get the interview with them. Yeah, like like Brian, because Brian Dable ended up getting the job. He's fully aware of the capabilities and, 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 and coaching stature that is Brian Flores. So, you know, if I'm the Giants organization, I'm like, hey, you know, well, well, good good job, Brian Dable. We'll get back to you. Have your people call call your people. And um, we got Brian Flores coming in first. And he's like, no, 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 I'll take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just like when we say it's almost gone. Like, hey, man, come and get it. It's like, it's almost, I'm almost all out. We still got hell of that shit. You know what I mean? Yep, it's all it's all tactics. And uh, that's the thing that's – it. It's getting a little bit crazy that Brian Flores is just that guy who everyone's interviewing just so they can get to the real person that they and want. He, and he's a fucking good coach. And you know it's really stupid that they fired him. Yeah. Because knowing that I mean maybe I mean Well now we know why. I mean cocaine is one hell of a drug though. So maybe they're maybe maybe they're like, ah, you know, we'll sweep that under the rug. He's like, no, no, he won't. Like here's one thing in the world that the world needs to understand. The working world corporations, whatever it is, you can't treat people like commodities. You know no. I mean? no. And like, and, 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 and obviously if you're a, a hot commodity, now I'm about to like kind of contradict myself, but if you're a hot commodity, then, you know, you then, you know, you can get some leeway. You, you, you might be able to get people to, you know, to, to do or say what you want them to say. But at the same time, Miami's not a hot commodity. You know what no. I mean? And Brian Flores was the best thing they've had in the past 21 years as far as a coach, if you ask me. Yeah. You know I mean? And 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 look at who they had the past 21 years, the same GM. And if you look in the 21-year spans, he ain't done nothing for that organization. No. Nope. I mean, like, even if even on guys you could say they hit on, like Tannehill. Yeah, Tannehill hit, but not with their team. Yeah, so that, I mean, that wasn't even a hit That's for it. them. You can't even count that. This is the team that, that hits – in the draft too, but then they just they they fail their players. Like, look at all the running backs they've had over the when years. When all the coaches are doing blow, it's hard to stick to the game plan. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, and you know how many times I've been at a party and a party, and then you get to the after party and it goes all night. You know, everybody's getting loaded and they're talking about all the shit we should do tomorrow. Bro, we should go snowboarding, bro. Yeah, right. Oh, you know what, bro? I'll make a phone call. But ever you get to the morning, ain't nobody doing shit. <laughs> 
Everybody that goes always, always talking about what they're gonna do the next day. I never really do it. Go plug it back in so it doesn't uh, die. Yeah, so I, I'm really curious to see what unfolds because of this. Because I mean, we know now why he was fired because they've been button heads ever since. There's gonna be there's gonna be a ton of coaches that come out and say their say their piece, right? Yep. They're going to come out and say their their fucked up experiences with the interviews and whatnot, and then they're gonna they're just gonna they're gonna pay him a settlement, and they're gonna yes. make him sign a non disclosure, just like Kaepernick. We don't know if Kaepernick got hundreds of millions of dollars or if he got you know a million dollars. You know what I mean? Because it, I think this Ka- is like a, this is like a Roger Goodell thing, and and I mean what Brian Flores said. I mean that you know let's let the courts you know decide on all this. And we'll see. The courts still may rule in favor, you know, and like you said, just end up being a settlement or something. But this is just going to raise more red flags to where, I mean, we already like the M as a whole. It seems like people like the way the NBA's run a lot more in the NFL. And it's like all these little things are just making the NFL just look a lot worse. I mean, it ain't pretty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know, what's funny is because, you know, being quote unquote fantasy football analysts, you know, we just, you know, there's things we were worried about, like, in 2020, not having football because of COVID. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, when everything goes back to, you know, to, you know, how we need it to be, like, football is going on, not, nothing else changes that's been going on. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like you know, someone like Brian Flores, who clearly, clearly could turn a franchise around, isn't just... He's probably one of the guys that could be successful outside of Belichick because he's from that Belichick coaching family tree. You know what I mean? And it like, seemed like know, I mean, it seemed like he was successful. I mean, he's the defensive-minded coach. I mean, if they were really wanting him to, to tank all the way, I'm assuming they were tanking for Burrow, not for Tua, um, unless they're really that, you know, that oblivious that they thought Tua was going to go number oh, one. Oh, no, they wanted Tua. <laughs> they're doing blow, bro. <laughs> 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 All right, enough about Brian Flores. I, I can't wait for more news to come out about this. I mean, today's the first day I'm hearing about it, so I'm sure we're going to hear, hear a lot more yeah. over the next couple days and weeks. But uh, we got we got to talk about it's official now. Tom Brady officially retires from the NFL. I still think it could be a work. You know, he could come back in a year, but at least as of right now, he's out of here. Do avocados still exist? <laughs> then he's probably gonna come back one in one way, shape, or form. <laughs> as if not as a player, because I maybe because I'm I'd say he is done. You know what I mean? I, I think he could look back and see eighty four thousand. What was that? Eighty four thousand five hundred something passing yards. You know, six hundred twenty something. Passing TDs, only like 203 or something like that. I saw uh, career interceptions. So what's that, man? 600, I think it's 624 to 203. That's a hell of a passing touchdown-to-interception ratio. That's that's insane for a career. He has all the accolades. I think he's okay with not coming back. I think he's he's, he's on to like, the next upper echelon shit because he is white that that the doors are open for him you know what i mean so you know what i've already here and i'm already hearing rumors so we know that him and jeter are friends right like i mean when he moved down to uh tampa bay he's literally staying in jeter's mansion and shit you know the upkeep that jeter's his landlord i heard that he's gonna take a page out of Derek jeter's book and we already talked about him totally Going over the head coaching, like he's way above that, you know. Like he he's an executive. He's got the type of money where you can put in to an NFL franchise. And I heard that he's going to be making moves in Miami to get down somewhere in that Dolphins franchise. Him and Jeter (laughs) owning the Marlins and the fucking Dolphins, like that would be pretty wild. Like what? What if they both turn it around? I mean, Rogers. I don't know. I think it's more like a Jay Z type piece like remember when jay-z had had a piece of brooklyn right right i, I think rogers has a piece of of the uh the milwaukee bucks and they okay. want they they want a chip last year you know what i mean like i don't know how far i i think all those green bay packers shares they're all bullshit 
Like, I, I think that's just Green Bay, like, giving you a certificate saying, like, you're a part of their club. Because, like, I was actually going to go, like, buy into some of that. And then you read the fine print and you really don't own shit. Wow. <laughs> they don't give you a cheese? Do they give you, like, an official cheese hat? I mean, I, I guess I didn't look that far to see if there was any prizes. Along I might be in if I get a cheese hat. <laughs> I get a cheese hat, I'm, I'm in. If it's an official Green Bay cheese mm-hmm. hat, one of a certain amount, you know, they only give out to the uh, to the Packer uh, part owners. Shareholders. Shareholders, there you go. Motherfucking goddamn, uh, this shit is like, it has like a heater in it, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you put your head in that motherfucker and it heats it, bruh. <laughs> what up jc money what's going on bro jesus christ i've yeah. been even answering my prayers jeebus <laughs> he's like bruce almighty he's just got stacks and stacks of those prayers <laughs> hey you know what's funny is that memory he hit yes on everything right oh yeah well fucking the bills the bills were in it because it was in buffalo remember he was in buffalo yep He's like, he's like, nah, man, those aren't the world's prayers. That's just this little area of Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jim Carrey, as I bet you that's how that movie came about. They're just writing a movie and they're like, what if Jim Carrey was God? <laughs> Ooh, let's go with that. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> first, what if Morgan Freeman is God? <laughs> well, just- I'm just saying, like, you know, there, you could be sitting laughing about Jim Carrey and you're like, hey, what if Jim Carrey was God? And then like, yeah, like, ooh, let's go with that. And you know what I'm saying? You write this story about Jim Carrey becoming God for a week. <laughs> Dang it, Ronald. That's what we that's what we talked about. Maybe like the first like 10 minutes of the show. We were getting into all that. So after the show, go back and rewatch the beginning um 10 minutes that we talked all about that. Hey, and there listen, we go. Man, so I want to say them old ass crackers, they don't, they don't, they don't like. Non-crackers. <laughs> That's pretty much it in a nutshell. Hey, shout out to Brian Flores because he's not afraid to be a martyr, bro. You know what I mean? If you become a martyr for something that you solely believe in, stand, stand strong and I respect the fuck out of that. Like, people that don't... I used to not like Kaepernick, like, as a person. Yeah. And then, like, you know, he started discovering that he was black and going on in classes and they started looking around like, oh shit, they be fucking us up. Then he starts looking back on his life like, shit, I've been getting fucked up all my life living with these white folks and that's probably why, you know, probably what saved them a lot in a lot of cases, you know what I mean? So I he realized, got- hey, you know what I'm saying? And then I started respecting for what, his, what he stood for, you know what I mean? And this is, I, I swear, this is another case of that. This is Brian Flores like, man, fuck that. This is a, a sport that's dominated by blacks, you know what I'm saying? Dominated by blacks and it's still structured like the, like the slaves. You know what I mean? You got owners, literally. Here's the, here's the shit that gets me you about trade that. Motherfucker. You're trading motherfuckers. You're drafting motherfuckers. Like, this is like, it's, it's just the, it, it, it's so glaring that it wouldn't be if there was equality in higher positions. You know, colored owners. Like, what do we got, Con? Yeah, I mean, really. He has Con in his name. You know what he's in it for? He ain't in it for to make change for minorities. He's in it to be to go like be like the Vince McMahon of like you know yeah whatever whatever nationality he is. What is yeah. he like Middle Eastern? He's I'm not I'm not exactly sure. We'll look into that later. But he's yeah, I mean, that, that's not really, right. I'll tell you that much. That that's really what the issue is, and I feel like this is like a Roger Goodell issue. Somehow ha- has to manage you know these 32 owners. Like really, that's what it is. I mean. We know some are going to be dying off, you know, as they get older. But until that happens, I was just about like, to say that, you know, we're probably like ten or twenty years away because a lot of these motherfuckers are in the eighties and nineties. As soon as they start dying out, the next generation, we hope, aren't curmudgeon ass racist motherfuckers, bigots. You know what I mean? Unless some Donald Sterling shit happens and they start looking in more and more, and then there's a whole bunch of shit that starts coming out, you know, on some of these owners. But I mean, that's the thing with the NFL. Like, I mean, they're all good old boys. You know, they're very good at hiding and keeping their secrets, you know, and I don't know. Every so often you get a Brian Flores that's like, oh, 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 you thought I was going to keep my mouth shut for y'all? You know what I mean? Yep. Ow, wow. I would have been, I would have thought that was disrespect. You'd be like, you should have tried 60 million, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because to sell his soul, that's like, and then. 
And for someone who cares about his players, we're all oh, oh it's like imagine that like you know it's like third, it's like three and eighteen, and he calls a run play. I there's at one point or another where I'd be like, yo, this, you see this motherfucker every time we're on third and long, he calls a run play. Like you know what I mean? Like like that you know these motherfuckers won't get paid. They're not putting good film out. Like you know he knows the integrity of what the game is supposed to be. And just damn it, fantasy guy. I hope it's not their racist kids that are just inheriting the team. I know they're going to inherit it. Hopefully, they do better than the generation above. I think Stephen Jones is cool. I don't think he's. I don't think he's. I think he's more about football than his pops is. His yeah. pops is about like, it's about being an entity. You know what I mean? Right. Like the like you know America, America's team. Because they're a brand. I mean, they're the biggest. There I mean, it is. That's what it, a brand. They're yeah, the biggest sports it. brand that exists right now. You ain't lying. We already know they're the most, uh, um, what's it called? The most valuable franchise, at least uh, money-wise. You know, it, it is what it is. It's crazy how it's like them and the Knicks that are competing competing for like most valuable franchise. And neither well, one of them really wins shit. The garden, the garden is part of it. I'd say. Oh yeah, for sure. The, the garden, the nostalgia of the garden, like, uh, you know, everybody I know that's Knicks fans. Like, even my brother-in-law, he's from he's from Jersey, and uh, you know, he grew up a Knicks fan. And like, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, you came to a point where like you're going to the games and it's packed. It's a packed house, sold out all the time because people want to go see the other team, yeah. <laughs> other fans. You know what I mean? Hell yeah! And, like, they just were able to survive. But also, too, just that's that's they got some curmudgeon ownership over there, too. Because, I mean, it's just like the teams in L.A., you know, at least I mean, literally every team in L.A., because even the Lakers also. I mean, there's a bunch of people who live there who are always who are always going and supporting the Lakers. But pretty much anywhere in Southern California, it's a huge melting pot of a bunch of people. You got millions upon millions yeah. of people. You're going to be able to remember when the Chargers and the Rams first went to L.A. a couple years ago. Not yep. first when they went back to LA, I should say. Yeah. Um, I think the Rams played where uh where SC plays. Yeah. And then uh then then, then the, the Chargers played somewhere like some soccer stadium or whatever. Yeah, they played at uh StubHub yeah. Stadium, soccer, yeah. and soccer stadium always, with like thirty thousand capacity. Yeah, and it will always be chucked full of the other team's fans because I like, can ain't nobody wanted to go see the Rams or the Chargers. Hey, yeah. hey, oh shit, we're talking about the Rams. Yeah, fuck the Rams. <laughs> what was it, what were we talking about? Let's get back to Tom Brady. That's what we were talking about. So let's get back to Tom Brady. And I'm I mean, Tom Brady now. Tom Brady's supposed to take the Rams out. Then we embarrass Tom Brady. Then retire him. That's what we're supposed to do. Do we think this is Tom Brady being a little bit petty? Like, oh, it's the first time I don't make it, you know, to the to the conference championship game in the longest time. First time I'm not, you know, in, co- in contention for the Super Bowl in the longest time. So I'm going to make sure that I'm the most popular man in sports during this Super Bowl run. I mean, he already came out with a series, you know, this year. And like, and then, you know, obviously you told me yesterday how Sheffy saw a clip you know where he and so he already knew the retirement was coming, and I think the re, I think he probably would have waited until after the Super Bowl and make his big announcement and try to steal the shine there. You know what I mean? Like the day after the Super Bowl, yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah, because I think definitely there's an ego in him where he wants to get attention, and then like Chef already blew the you know blew the the top off the story because he wanted to break the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you know there's he did someone else would. Yeah. And so, so here he is, you know what I'm saying? He's just like, all right, fuck you. Yeah, okay, now, do you think it's funny that he didn't thank New England in his official retirement? Well, see, the thing is, is he already thanked them when he left for Tampa yeah. Bay. So, I mean, that, that was one of the things that someone that someone said to me, like, oh, he's such a piece of shit for not thanking New England. This isn't like his Hall of Fame induction speech, like the last thing that yeah. we're going to hear about this. Like, I know he wrote it was like nine, you know, <laughs> little pages on Instagram or whatever of the, the photos of the text or whatever. But he already thanked New England for everything there. He's thanking Tampa Bay. It was almost like, you know, a second career, you know, for him and a little resurgence because those were two of the best years of his entire career. I think it'll be a shame if he doesn't mention them in uh, the Hall of Fame speech or something like that. But well, I don't, I don't okay. think he was a snub. So he's officially retired because he says it, right? Right. I think this is what I think. 
is that he didn't thank them because he's going to do it the right way. And he's going to sign, sign with them for a day and then retire. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean that the snub would be not would not be doing that and retiring as a buck. I mean that would be the the yeah. real snub if he did that. What I up, did. Stu? And right on time. And then Ronald said Dallas sucks. Right as Stu comes in, yeah, right before he came in. What up, bro? Stopping by for the algorithm, walking the pup, listening, hoping everyone's having a good day. And how about them Cowboys? Michael Parson, Dick Buckus Award, best linebacker in the league. I never even knew that award existed. Me neither. I'm hating on it. <laughs> I don't know if Michael Parsons deserves it, though. I mean, like, because, like, first of all, he shined a lot playing DN this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's like, kind of tight. It's like he was like, you know, what, you know, as a linebacker, he was he was good too. I mean, what did he get? Like 50 tackles? Let me go, let me go check. I can't remember. I just came out, I just came out with the top 12. <coughs> um, linebacker, and I had to do break down a bunch of the stats. And, I thought he uh, finished fifth overall at the position, but I, I'm not sure if that was 64, just... 80, 84 combined, 64 solo, 20 assisted. Okay, it's pretty good. And then he has his 11, right. his 13 sacks, was it? Yeah, great, great rookie year. I mean, I would say. It's going to be hard to duplicate that. I think he lives around 12 or 13 sacks a year, especially if, if I mean, and then it gets worse. It gets harder for him if they don't, you know, bring back Gregory or, you know what I mean? Like now you got a year of film on him. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think, I think I, I, I'm assuming that the Dick Buckkiss award is just an award that you can buy. Because I don't, think, I don't, like, I don't think it was Parsons as the best you, linebacker. I told you you get the Dick Buckus award. I told you. <laughs> he flew out. Dick Bucket is Dick Bucket still alive? I have no idea. I'm assuming. Either so. way, even if he wasn't alive, he resurrects him from the dead. Jerry got money, bro. <laughs> Jerry's like, I resurrected him from the dead to, per to personally present you with the Dick Bucket award, Micah. Yeah, because. Uh... I mean, I, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a handful of guys that I would have given it to over him. I mean, if part of the award is like you playing on a playoff team, like then I get it. But I mean, TJ Watt could have been him, could have been Foyola Kuhn. Why, been why couldn't have been Foyola or goddamn, how come it's not TJ Watt just hands down? That's crazy. You fucking tied the, the sack record. Yeah, could be Roquan Smith. I mean, he had like like a hundred and sixty something like total tackles. Higher than he finished higher than uh, Michael Parsons in in the rankings, right, or in the standings. Uh, who did Roquan? Yeah, I in fantasy, in fantasy, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm mainly just talking about his tackles, and uh, I mean, he didn't have thirteen sacks, obviously, no. but is the best linebacker, the one who gets the most. I mean, he didn't even have the most sacks, so. It wasn't even about doing a little bit of everything because, like, Roquan, I mean, he dominated in the tackles, had three sacks, had an interception, played every single game. Dick Buckus, he played for the Bears? Yeah, he was on that 85 Bears. Yeah, how come, how come he didn't give it to Roquan? I'm really mad about that now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Roquan Smith had 100 more tackles than Micah Parsons and only 10 less sacks. You know why? Because they're in a lot of negative game scripts. People are trying to run the ball and chew the clock on them. So That's Roquan, true. No, we ain't having that. <laughs> and Ronald said, so you're saying it don't mean butt kiss. <laughs> <Ba -doomch>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Jerry Jones doesn't need to kiss ass. He just goes, look outside. See that Brinks truck outside your house? It's for you. <laughs> hey, I bet you he buys people off left and right, bro. Jerry Jones might be the devil. And Stu said, sheesh, it's Haterade. <laughs> Bro, I just told you he had a hundred more, not has a hundred tackles. He has a hundred more tackles. 164 <laughs> tackles, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Micah Parsons, he, he had some sacks, but, I mean, that's what that's what it is. I mean, is that even the rookie record? I'm about to draft, I'm about to draft Micah Parsons, bro. Oh, I mean, he, he's great in the dynasty league. No, I'm just saying, if Stu's in that league, I'm about to draft him before Stu. Look, he didn't even set the rookie record for sacks. 14 and a half is the rookie record. Do better. And I bet Javon <laughs> Kirsten get the dick. And they, gave him, 
And they gave him 17 games, man. And they gave him 17 games. <laughs> it's funny because we're finding a way to shit on Michael Parsons when he had like a phenomenal year. <laughs> He's a, it's because of the cowboy fans. Just look, buying awards, getting all hyped about him. Fuck Michael Parsons. I'll tell you this I'll time. draft him if he's there, but we got an award I don't think show. He'll be there. Who's gonna grab him? We got a goddamn award show coming out. And I'll tell you this much: Mike Parsons ain't winning none no, on my award show. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Okay, so Roquan Smith has a hundred more tackles, right? Than uh, than Michael Parsons. T.J. Watt has ten more sacks. <laughs> I mean, it was it was not it was nine and a half, but we'll just call it ten. They rounded up on sleeper. 10 more only because they rounded. Oh, they rounded up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 22 and a half, but they rounded up where it, it shows 23 if you're just on like the, yeah, the, was... the rankings or whatever. Well, still, we're going with it, bro. 23. See, he damn near set the record. And remember, I told you I saw like a highlight reel of like four or five different sacks he got that there was flags on from somebody else fucking up. You know what I mean? Ooh. Stu said, go ahead and draft Parsons, Bogey. I'll be snagging Lance. Go ahead, have Lance. <laughs> <laughs> he act like I'm gonna trade the world for Lance. Lance, here's the thing: Lance is fun in Dynasty. If he is what he what what I think he is, he'll be good for about maybe three or four seasons. You know what I mean? His style of play could limit him. Look at Lamar Jackson, bro. He missed damn near half the year, bro, because of the way he plays the game. You know yeah. what I mean? And if you can't be a prolific passer on top of that athleticism, then you got to get it while the window is, is good. You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, your legs are only going to treat you good for so long. That's why Josh Allen's such a threat, because he's mastered the balance. You Like, he's not only a sharp – he's not only got the, you know, the extreme athleticism, but he's, he's a sharp passer. He's, he's crazy accurate. You know what I mean? And he has Come a on. cannon. Yep, and it was uh, you know, Mahomes before him and Rogers before him, the guys who don't have to do it, but who can do yeah. it at any time. And, and it's like if you could find like like Joe Burrow, he's not gonna run around too much, and neither is Patrick Mahomes, but those are the type of quarterbacks I want in Dynasty right now because their style of play and they're fucking awesome, first of all, but their style of play is gonna have you in this thing for like four or five years minimum, you know what I mean. I mean, man, the, those guys are going to last longer than most dynasty leagues will last. Let's just put it that way. That's Sir true. Bong's a lot in the building. What up? What it do? And Ronald said, oh, my TV is the biggest TV, even though I thought uh, in the fucking way that people accidentally hit it on the kicks. I'm high. I don't even know. What does all that mean? What does all that mean? I got a pretty big TV. <laughs> I got a 70 inch. I got a 60 inch. I think 70 is like where it's at. Until I get like a massive, massive wall, then I'm going like projector or like 120. You know, I mean, some real ignorant. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now it's real dope because I mean, if you remember, you go back like 10, 12 years, you know, shit like that. These TVs used to be crazy expensive. And yep. now it's like you just wait one year after a TV comes out and they're pretty much giving it away. Exactly. And go like black, go like uh, any day where you know President's Day, Labor Day, you know, what I'm saying obviously Black Friday days like that's when you go in the motherfuckers and you get the, the prior year models for a dummy low. I love it, I love it, that's the best. Hold on, let me go grab the baby. Let's go for it. All right, let's smoke it up, guys. What are you guys smoking on right now? From the bone. This motherfucker. Man, I ain't living wrong with smoking weed. Weed is from the herb. God put this here for me and you. Take advantage, man. Take advantage, man. Don't give me that shit about it's a drug. It ain't no motherfucking drug. I have done the research. It's just a plant. It just grow like that. And if you should happen to set it on fire, there are some effects. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get, let's get back to this Tom Brady stuff. Tom Brady's a man. 
<laughs> we're never going to see anybody like him ever again. But I always got to play devil's advocate because there's too many people who are always stroking him off. I got to bring people a little bit back down to reality. And it's probably because he's from California. That's probably why everyone's been hating on him his whole life. So I could, I could, uh, you know, coincide with that. Right. Because he was never really given the chance. Had to always kind of prevail. Kind of lucked out, though, you know, in New England because, you know, Drew Bledsoe. Hold on, you luck or destiny? I, well, you know, it was his destiny. That's for I sure. mean, was he – Was okay, I call him the evil dark lord of the Sith, Bill Belichick, right? Yes. You know, obviously he, he felt the dark side in Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady was there on the sideline when he was like, ugh, and then fucking his ACL tore. <laughs> He did one of those mm, on his ACL, bro. On Blitz, on Drew Bledsoe's joint, bro. And he got in there, bro. He's 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 a dark prince of the Sith. He really is. He really is. And he did what needed to be done. I think that he knew that he was a sixth round pick, and no one was going to take him seriously. And Really winning those championships, I think he knew that there was a lot of other a lot of other places he could have gone that wouldn't have gave him the edge, like the Patriots. And luckily, he marries a supermodel who's like a bajillionaire. And so he's playing with house money witch, his entire life. And a witch. And a witch who's, who's teaching him all the isms. They're doing all their witchery, you know, before game day and all that. And I'm sure during game day, He's just been blessed. He's had the right pieces put around him his entire life. Let's just say that. Listen, man, I'm I'm perfectly comfortable with my sexuality as a heterosexual man to say he even grew to look better as as he aged. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he looked like a uh like a I don't know, he looked like a weirdo back in the days. So you know what it was? We were, we all remember Full House. We remember Uncle Jesse with all the crazy little things that he was putting in his hair and moisturizing yeah, yeah. and conditioning. There was always avocado in it. Do you remember that? There was always avocado in it. <laughs> oh, shit, it was, man. Hey, he kind of, hey, and I ain't gonna lie. Now that I think about it, when Tom Brady first came out, he kind of did have the Uncle Jesse hairdo. <laughs> just, you know, just with like, you know, brown, blonde, dirty blonde or whatever he is. Brown, whatever the fuck his hair color is. Strawberry blonde. <laughs> Tom Brady's been very blessed. Um, that's definitely one thing that I could say. Because, I mean, there's guys, like, the part of my take, guys, they go and they break down his three separate Hall of Fame careers. You know, and by a lot of people's standards, it, it is. One thing I guess that we can't really change but will change in the future is how long these QBs last. Because when we go early 2000s, 90s, 80s, I mean, these guys aren't lasting 20 years because they're getting the shit beat out of them. Yeah. They, they change these rules around, you know, kind of just like how they change some rules around for basketball to make it a little bit easier on the player, make sure that players have longer I mean, life. Like, I feel like you had to just be inherently tougher back then. Like, yeah. like for pregame warmups. There's hella footage of Tom Brady. He's in there with the linemen, and they're all headbutting each other. Oh, like, like full on. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Not me headbutting you, like, together. Boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're already – motherfuckers are already in concussion protocol before the first snap, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least motherfuckers from these days. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe that's how they got. Maybe maybe that was just them getting ready for the game. They're ringing each other's bell, so you got to ring them a little bit harder during I think the game. That's the most. I think that's the most impressive to me in the evolution of Tom Brady is that he 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 like okay yeah you could say he won on the back of the defense and Belichick team and, and whatnot early on because and then you know definitely the first uh, what three Super Bowls were won off the foot of Vinatieri. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, and then, but it was that one against the Seahawks, bro. And I know, I know they should have ran it with Marshawn Lynch, but still, to get the lead in that game, he had to come back from behind. He threw four touchdowns. That was the best he ever, he ever played in a Super Bowl, like cl close to his idols. You know, the, the Joe Montana's and the, the Steve Youngs of the world. Those are his heroes. You know what I mean? And he finally had that was the one outing. And then he obviously the 2016 joint where he comes back against the Falcons in the only overtime uh, we've ever seen in the, in the Super Bowl. And that was fucking amazing 
for people that don't like my girl was always like she never give a fuck about Tom Brady. She's like fuck Tom Brady. You know what I mean? But like watching that Super Bowl, she was like, dang, he's fucking, he's the best. You know, let, me, I mean? let me rebuttal on these two before you go, because we, we had a couple other Super Bowls to go. And we're going to get out of here in uh, in about 10-ish minutes, because JC Money Show is coming, uh, coming in a little bit more than 15 minutes. Jesus Christ, time doesn't wait for Jesus. <laughs> okay. And the pay- the problem there? The Patriots, D, I mean, versus Seattle and the mistakes that Seattle made. I, I mean, we never think about the mistakes. And that's really one of the things that put him in the prime position to get that one. And, and of course, I mean, the interception, you know, I mean, that was that's obviously a Seattle mistake and a Patriots, you know, coming through with their opportunity. Yeah, I mean, they, he threw the pick in the end. You know what I mean? I, I had it on the one-yard line. Like, yep. <laughs> On but the see, you know, when you talk to Malcolm Butler, when they talk, you know, obviously he did a, a ton of interviews. He was the hero. Yeah. And he said that they practiced that play. That I mean, he practiced against that look all week. And he said, you know, he just knew when they show that look that a lot of times he he, he gets a quick out to the tight end. And he just broke on the ball like instinct. That's Belichick's doing Cause this kid was a rookie, you know what I mean? And just for two weeks in practice, he just, you know, he said, you know, I might see this, just keep look out for this. And he was in the game and he saw it. That's Belichick, bro. The thing that was crazy about the, uh, about the other game, the one versus the Falcons. I mean, their, their defense, they were garbage in the first half. (laughs) And and it was, they picked six them. Yeah. They picked six of them and they picked them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then they, and they sacked them a, a bunch of times. Like, they just made the proper adjustment. You know what's funny about that Super Bowl and the one against Seattle? It was Dan Quinn. Dan mm-hmm. Quinn was the D.C. in Seattle that year. Uh-huh. And you know how he shredded up that 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 cover three with the crazy-ass pass rush? Yep. He shredded him up, getting it out quick to the running back. Shane Vereen had 100 was like 112 receiving yards in that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He had two two receiving touchdowns. And then James White was the guy against Atlanta. He did the same thing to him again. Well, and really, that that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Like Tom Dan, Brady. It, my point is because it was Dan Quinn again. He was the yeah. head coach for Atlanta. You know what I mean? Right. And really what it was, it, I mean, that's who it was. James White scoring the final touchdown, you know, because Tom Brady failed. I, I don't know how many times he couldn't get it in there through the red zone. They had to keep going back to the run. And then it was the same thing in Wait OT. a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. He came back storming unanswered. And he, he threw he, – then he had to get two two-point conversions each time. He, two touchdowns and then two two-point conversions. And they were, and only only two of them were rushing. You know what I mean? He hit Danny Amendola on one. He hit Edelman on one. He hit Amendola on a two point, which and, and I'll play. They call a card crash where it's like just turn around. It's gonna be right there and be prepared for the hit. You know what I mean? And Danny Amendola was their little guy for those plays. You know what I mean? Well, that's I, what we're it, talking along the way. We're we're talking Tom, crunch time right now. Time dominated them. <laughs> that well, yeah, they did as a as a team. That's for sure. It wasn't just Tom Brady dominating because he needed James White more than anybody because he failed multiple times in the red zone. He probably the MVP if Brady's not throwing for like, you know, Brady set the record for passing yards in a Super Bowl that day. And and, uh, and And Atlanta's defense was ass. Yeah, for sure. They're just opportunistic because they had the MVP that year. They had they had Matt Ryan on the other side of the ball all year with Shanahan. And they were running up the scoreboard so this defense that was asked could fly around playing with a lead, like damn near every game. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm always going to be the contrarian just because it's more fun. And uh, <laughs> we could even go to Tom Brady's uh, game that he won last year, all on the back of the defense yeah. and, and Devin White and uh, Levante David. I mean, the to put the points up to allow them to do what they do, though, that all came in the first half. The Antonio Brown t- touchdown came in the first drive. You know what I mean? The the the, the Gronk touchdown came, you know, in, in in the second quarter. You know what I mean? And then they just everything else was just controlling controlling the clock, getting down in the field goal range, punching in with Lenny a couple times. You know what I mean? 
I'm not saying Steve Young is better than uh, than Tom Brady, but we know Steve Young when he was whooping ass in the Super Bowl, he just kept running the score up. And then oh, yeah. Joe I mean, Montana, who I do think is a better, <clears throat> I'm gonna say he's a better quarterback. I don't know if he has more team accomplishments, you know, but they were always running up the score like it wasn't. Oh, we're just gonna coast. Like no, we're just gonna like put our foot on your neck and we're just gonna keep pushing. Different, different philosophies, coaching wise, right? Because he had Belichick. Like, look at, look at the last two Super Bowls. Tom Brady won was because of defense. Yeah, you know I mean, they beat, the, what about, they beat the Sean McVay Rams, the Sean McVay with Jared Goffel Rams. You know what I mean? And only Sony Michelle scored a touchdown. You know what I mean? The MVP was Julian Edelman because he was just the guy that did the most. <laughs> he had like over a hundred, hundred receiving yards and like eleven catches or some bullshit like that, and just. No one else had like more than two receptions, so he was just far and away the MVP, and that's how bad that was. It's not even like, you know, like years from now they won't, you know, it's it's good because no one will remember like he was just like the shiniest piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you look back. I mean, Belichick, they could they could call a game, you know, where they're up scoring forty fifty. I mean, look at how many times they did it with Randy Moss when they literally were destroying teams. Yeah, you know, and then comes to the Super Bowl that year and then you want to get extra 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 conservative like in the super bowl you know um drinking drinking that belichick juice it could have been done they just needed a different game plan he went back to old belichick i mean would it would if, if, if it would have been a new team to go perfect they probably i bet you the dolphins put a hit out on them they're like if he wins this game <laughs> those 72 dolphins you know they celebrate every yeah. year oh yeah that was they're about to snipe his ass, bro, if they won that game. And now, I mean, you could tie them getting before the Super Bowl, but now it's even harder to go undefeated. It was already hard having to win 19 games. Now you got to win 20? I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know I if mean, anyone's ever going to beat that because there's way too many talented teams to let that happen. I mean, it would have to take, like, a team, like, in a shitty division where it's like you already can count them for six wins already, right? Yeah. Dion, what up? What up, Dion? Yeah, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I I don't think it'll ever happen. That team was so good. And uh, because I know I'm pretty sure they had a top 10 defense still, but it was, like, one of the only years where they had the number one offense in the league as well. I know their defense wasn't – it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't what that team's identity was that year for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, 50 touchdowns, right? That was the Brady 50 touchdowns year. Yeah. First one to ever do it. That's so crazy. And Stu said, hey, Bogey, how old's the little one now? She about to be eight months tomorrow. Damn. Hella, hella fast, bro. She's going to be walking real soon. Oh yeah, she she knows how to shimmy right now. Yeah, and like she, but only backwards. So she'd be on her tummy and just shimmy hella far backwards. So <laughs> she'll like roll over and then shimmy another way. That's how she gets around. You know what I mean? <laughs> she only knows reverse right now, huh? <laughs> the mechanic, on her mechanics. That's hilarious. All right, we're gonna get up out of here. Uh, what do we got? We got JC Money's show, breaking down basketball, super draft pro lineup, starting in like 10 minutes. Uh, we got the circle coming on Thursday. We're coming every weekday with FNT, same time, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, all the way through the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, we got Playmakers Minyana too, as well. Yeah, I mean. Ah, and Stu said her first words are either going to be give me money or nyamin. Nah, she already says that. That's her first words, bro. Nice. He's the only one that said dad that first. Everybody else said mommy or one of my daughters said banana first. <laughs> but like dad dad. I was like, yeah, let's go. Nice. She's going at Dada! Just to get my attention. <laughs> at the Ramelia Sportsport, what up, bro? He said congrats to Bogart's 49ers on a great season. Yeah, I'll take that as an insult. <laughs> because you know why there's 31 teams that are just as hot every year only one team can be happy about their season oh yeah but i'm just saying that because that's why i always set the bar at zero to no expectations and it's made me a realist over the years so I, at least after a day i'm not as sour because today i feel i feel great like i feel like the future's bright <laughs> 
Got to do the opposite of Stu, who thinks that the Cowboys are winning a Super Bowl next year. Because every time they get knocked out in the first round or don't make the playoffs, it's such a disappointment. And, like, I know we're good. But, like, you couldn't tell me that we were getting to the NFC title game or one game or let alone be in the conversation of getting to the Super Bowl. Like, I didn't think we were that team this year. I was worried about losing Salah. So many different things happened. But, hey, man, great coaches, man. You know what I mean? Shannon's a great coach, so. And it's not, and and you know what we get it we actually have an upgrade over Jimmy in the wait in the waiting which is crazy. Yeah, hell yeah! All yeah. right, we're gonna get up out of here. Make sure you guys uh, tune in to JC Money Show starting real soon, and we'll be back tomorrow. And then we got the Playmakers, and we got the Circle on Thursday. And yeah, get ready for the award show. We're gonna be uh, releasing a time and date on that. Uh, we're getting everything together, getting all the panelists. It's gonna be awesome. Hey. Hey, real quick for playmakers tomorrow, let's do like a Tom Brady like dossier, like all the fuck shit he was involved in, and, and you know what I mean. Let's really all break right. down. <laughs> all right, I'll be ready for that. The anti, the anti goat. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do a little bit of an anti goat. You know, let, 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 let's dip our toe in the water a little bit. Let's let. He is the Dark Lord Prince of of the Sith. You know what I mean. Football is the only sport where you can cheat and still get into the Hall of Fame. So he's still got hey, that. Baseball. Nah, man. Barry Bonds ain't going to yeah, be in the Hall black, of Fame. Brother. He's black and he's great. What about Pete Rose? Like what about Pete Rose? He's a, he's a cheater. He caught. You know why? He, he There was a lot of people that he was involved with that they're just like, you know, they all of them were like, we got to shut him out. They blackballed him because he could have blew the whistle on a hell of people. And the reason he hadn't. Actually, he wrote the books. <laughs> he wrote all the books telling on everybody, too. Fuck Pete Rose. <laughs> I think I think you're confusing that with Jose Canseco. He was the steroid guy. Whatever, they're all snitches. <laughs> Pete Rose I is the know. one. Pete Rose is the one who bet on baseball, but not even yeah, on yeah, yeah. He Did he tell on everybody and all the people that was involved with him? Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. Okay. He, he was doing it all on his own. He was just a degenerate gambler. That's what it was. Mm. And he bet on his team to win. <laughs> All right, all right man. Wow. Hey, shout out to Pete Rose, man. Give <laughs> I just remember him getting tombstoned all the time. <laughs> That's what he needs to be known for. Kane tombstone his ass out of WrestleMania. All right. We're out. Stick around for JC Money Show. Starts in five minutes. Peace. Peace. As I make my way, the fact I'm still alive, my claim to fame. It's no surprise I'm on the rise, finna stake my claim. Separate from the others, cause we ain't the same. Ask my brothers from another, we ain't play. Time is money, so we got no time to waste. Soon as this thing's moving, it can't be stopped. Blue bands in my pocket, call that juggernaut. That quote, finna get a bag, bustin' down that blow. Out of Eastside Ho, wouldn't know my name.